Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you both? I am very good. Happy birthday for last Monday. Did you have a nice time? Oh, thank you. Yes, so lovely. Thank you. Really nice day. Any good Um, presents? Lovely presents, thank you. I um, spent the day uptown with mum. We did some shopping and some lunch, which was nice, and then had some dinner with some friends. So, yeah, really, really nice. Thank you. How was your weekend? Um, God, I can't even remember what I did now. That's probably a bad sign. <laughs> Nine of a good one. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I think I had quite a quiet one. Um, I'm going to make my return to rowing this weekend. I had some friends last weekend who were like, you haven't been in ages. So, um, and I'm, I've got no excuse this bank holiday weekend upcoming up so um so yeah but I think um I did I went to my gym class I sort of did some bits of bobs but yeah yeah pretty pretty sedate by all accounts sometimes I think you need those weekends where you just like don't really make refresh yeah yeah um so yeah it was quite it was quite nice and I'm also desperate this is like this is a bit like embarrassing considering I'm a journalist to get back into reading because I'm like I just haven't read a book since like the beginning of the pandemic which is and and that's not really an excuse anymore because it's been two and a half years and the worst (laughs) of it's sort of over um so I've myself a couple of books I want to read and and I'm going away to Benidorm at the end of um uh September so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some some reading material to sit by the pool um yeah so that was it, really. Looking forward to a bit of Benners. Yeah, have you ever been? Do you know, I've never, ever been. No, I did Celebrity Coach Trip a few years ago. Um, and we started in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And the coach, did the fin- it was basically a coach trip all around Spain. Um, and, like, the final, if you got to the final, you got to go to Benidorm. Um but we got kicked off before we got to Benidorm, which Damn I was gutted about because, like I said last week, I love the show Benidorm. Yeah. And I don't even know if she still exists, but all I know about Benidorm, apart from the show and yeah. that the famous scooters everyone gets, um, is Sticky Vicky. And I was like, I want to go see Sticky Vicky. And people was like, Bob, I don't even know if she's still <laughs> popping out ping pong balls anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, never got to see old Sticky Vicks. Yeah, I mean, fair. it's got a bit of a reputation, hasn't it, Benidorm? So, um, but I mean, going there, I don't know. I've actually got a, a guy I know from Twitter who's who was like, saw that I'd, made, I'd tweeted about it and was like, I'm actually going to Benidorm myself, like in at the end of August. Um, so he's going to give me some recommendations um, for like solo things to do um, when I'm away. So yeah, it's going to be my first solo holiday. So I've got to make some plans because at the moment, all I'm doing is like looking online and thinking... Mm, can I do that by myself? Can it, but yeah, I need to sort of get some stuff sort of booked in, I think. People um, say it's a really good thing to do. You know, I've never done a solo trip, not like a, a proper few days abroad. Yeah. Um, but people say it's a really good thing to do. I think it's like, you know, I'm like long-term single guy. Like, I'm going to say not much potential for that to change in the near future. Who knows what may come around, hit me around the corner, you know, but... um so I need to sort of get out of my comfort zone a bit, I think. And like, it's, if, if I spend, this is a conversation I have with my friends, like you can spend your whole life waiting for people to like be free to do stuff or like blah, blah, blah. But if you want to just do it, sometimes you just got to do it by yourself. And I think the older I get, the more I sort of realize that that's the case. Like if I, if I want to go to a gig, but 
none of my friends are into the music. Well, I can just go. Like, I mean, it's not like you don't have to wait for people. So, yeah, this is kind of my first jaunt into that. And I'm, I've got friends that have been doing it for years and they always really enjoy it. Um, I am a bit of a, I do, I do like socialising. So I think it might be a little bit weird, but also it's just a, what it's an experience, isn't it? So you've got to go with it. Absolutely, babes. Looking forward to hearing about your tales when you Yeah. Well, if, if I have any, if I haven't just locked myself in my room and ordered room <laughs> service for four days because I'm too like, oh, I don't like it. Um, but I guess we'll see. Well, we have a very exciting uh, show coming up. Um, we've got pal of yours uh, from Real Housewives of Cheshire, Rachel Lugo, uh, up first. And we also have from uh, Drag Race UK uh, and, and, and now seemingly the Commonwealth Games. I mean, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Ginny Lemon. Uh, drag race ex- drag queen extraordinaire um uh on to talk about all things we do with our new album and stuff so so it'd be great um what about the showbiz news this week bob anything caught your eye yeah so i think the, the big thing that i've seen this week um laura whitmore announcing that she's stepping down from host of love island yeah what do you think she hasn't really given us any more information has she well so she did say in her in her um statement so so you know there's now like a winter series of love island isn't there so they and they film that in south africa that would have meant that for however long it's on for say six to eight weeks she would have had to fly from the uk to south africa every week you know and come back and forth um and she's she's, got a little one now isn't she yeah and also she's got other projects she's working on and stuff and i think well, she said as much. She said it was, I think she the word she used were extremely difficult to sort of make it all work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite an interesting, it's an interesting one because it's such a big job. And obviously yeah. she also mentioned in the, in the statement she initially only wanted to step in for one series after obviously the sad news that happened with Caroline Flack. Um, uh, she was only going to do one series. She ended up doing three. Um, now there's speculation as well, I've read that uh, her partner Ian Sterling who's the voiceover on the show might leave as well um which would be quite a big hole to fill don't you think absolutely I mean I've known Laura for years I've worked with her so much um Mm. and I love Laura I really do um but I I completely get what she's saying because I last saw her I think a few weeks ago um the where was it I think Soho House Festival um, oh, yeah. on ITV um, had an area there. Um, was it there? I saw somewhere like that, or maybe the ITV summer party. Um, and yeah, it's very much one of them jobs where she was flying in and out of Spain all the time, which mm. is, I mean, that in itself is even demanding, but that's only when it's a two hour flight. That becomes a very different ball game when it becomes South Africa. And as we say, she has, she's got, a little one now, um, and, and with other projects, I can I can see how kind of the juggling act to that logistics can't be an easy thing. Yeah, uh, I think she's done amazing as a host. Actually, I think she's a fantastic presenter. Mm. Um, and like you say, yeah, I wonder if Ian will step down as the voiceover because obviously he's been there since day one. Um, but maybe it's a decision they've made together, so, so maybe he will. I think for him, I think he does a lot of voiceover. I think his voiceover stuff's done here in the he UK. He can do it here, yeah. So yeah. Like, I don't think he was having to kind of do the commute she was doing. And also, as well as going out to Spain to 
recalled the stuff in the villa. She was also then obviously doing After Sun over here as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see who takes over now. It, it's a it's a huge show to take on. Yeah, there's been a couple of there's been a couple of rumours that I've seen sort of floating around. There's AJ Adudu who's obviously on Strictly yep. um, last year and has recently uh, been fronting the new Big Breakfast. Um, then there's Emily Atak. And there's even rumours that Ekin Sue, who obviously won the most recent series with Davide, is in the running. Um, don't know, what do you make of any of them? I mean, I know AJ quite well. Um, I've worked with her quite a lot. Um, oh, again, yeah, you were on the um, presenter. karaoke club, weren't you, together? Yes, we've done yeah. karaoke club together. Uh, we did a Apocalypse Well. Um, yeah, we've done a, a few gigs together. Mm. Love her. Um, again, I think she's an amazing presenter. I think she could absolutely do that gig. Um, it's interesting because I do think it, it's a that there's it's such a huge show mm. that it, it's. I mean, it's what an opportunity to get whatever presenter gets to host that is like going to be loving life. What what a gig! That, that's that's the phone call every presenter probably wants. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but I'm interested to see. Who takes it on? I'm actually uh, just getting them. up. I'm getting up the odds. So I'll see who... Oh, um... yeah. Who else is on there? Is it just so, been so far? No, there's actually quite a few. Although some names I don't recognise. Um, so Maya Jama is currently number one in the odds. Um, She'd be good. I can see that, definitely. Uh, there's Sophie Monk, which I, I think she's an Australian presenter. I think she presents the Australian version of um, Love Island. And there's Ekinsu, Emily Atak. Arielle Vandenberg. Now, I think oh, yeah. she... Does she do the American taken... one? Uh, uh-huh. No, I think she's taken over from AJ. Um, if I'm thinking of the right Arielle, she um, thinks she's took over AJ's role on Apocalypse Well. Ah, uh, right, OK. the host, the Love Island podcast. Got it. And does radio. Well, makes sense then, yeah. It would make sense. Good connection. Um, then Maura Higgins, um, obviously former contestant herself. Rylan Clark, interesting, interesting shout. And then Chris Hughes and Kem Katane, who who were both on the show previously as well. So I don't know. I could see any of those. One of the outside you think it ones. Will go to a female. Good point. There's nothing to say they couldn't have two presenters, really, is there? They couldn't have a, a man and a woman, really. Okay. I wonder when it will be announced. Probably not very long, really. I mean, the, the reason why I imagine it was announced now is because they'll already be thinking about the winter version, which starts in January, right? So they'll be yeah. wanting to make sure that things and plans are in place and that. So, yeah, I think, uh, which is a funny thing to say because it, it's still August, but won't be long before it'll be the nights, yeah. the nights were already drawing in. So um, we've got the Strictly lineup, you know, it's all, it's basically autumn's here now. Summer's over, Bob. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to, it'll, it'll, it's a, it'll be a very coveted job. So I'm, I expect, um, I expect there'll be lots of speculation in the yeah, coming weeks. Sure. And the minute it's announced, we'll definitely be talking about it on here for sure. hundred um, percent. Maybe we could even get them on. Who knows? Yeah. Watch this space. What about you, babe? Anything caught your eye in the old well, land? I have to say Jennifer Lopez's three wedding dresses uh that she uh she unveiled so i i mean you know she had like her and ben affleck obviously had this sort of las vegas ceremony didn't they um which was obviously supposed to be very small and private and they did i think they had any 
anyone with them. This uh, this like big celebration wedding in Georgia in in America was quite the opposite. She had three wedding dresses. There was helicopters overhead trying to get pictures of her. There was celebs and you know all this all this stuff going on. Um, I feel like that's the J Lo we expect rather Completely. than the one we got with the Vegas. I mean, it did make me laugh because when I saw it, I remember us speaking on the show a few weeks back. I mean, literally the first show we did after it was announced. Mm. I was, I love that they've kind of, bearing in mind how huge they are, we're talking anus, and um, they've got a couple of quid behind them, let's have it right. And I was <laughs> like, I love that they've just gone to the chapel on the strip, done it, the photos are like they were just done on an iPhone. Like, there was <laughs> I think they no were. Kind of, no magazine deal to it, no huge thing. It was just like, let's just go do it. Um, and then when I saw that, I was like, this is kind of what you expect. And no tea, no shade. So, no, no, no. I mean, this is Hollywood. Let's have it right. But um, it did make me laugh because there was us going, oh, I kind of love that they've just gone and done this little low-key thing. But every bride wants her moment. I mean, she's had her moments her multiple moment, times yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and fair enough. I mean, it, apparently in, um, in his... Uh, speech uh ben said well he referenced their the fact that they were engaged 20 years ago and he obviously pulled out or or it kind of fell apart not long before they were due to get married last time um so i mean that was one thing i wonder if they feel a little bit or if their friends and family feel a little bit weird about it or if they're just happy and they think it's like happily ever after or if they're like, mm, you were a bit of an arsehole 20 years ago. What's changed? Well, I'd like to think, because he did pull out, or whatever happens, we don't obviously know the ins and outs, allegedly 20 years ago, but I'd like to think that he got his American Express out and he picked up the bill this time. Because <laughs> if, if I was Jenny, I'd go, babes, I've had you back, but this one's on you now. <laughs> well, I'm sure he wouldn't be too put off by that because... The funny thing is, the kind of richer people are, right? I always think they end up getting more stuff for free. So yeah. she probably won't have had to pay for those dresses because they know that the amount of publicity, Ralph Lauren know the amount of publicity they're going to get from her posting about it will cover any costs. that. Um, oh, God, yeah. Every designer in the lab would have been throwing their designs and dresses that are going, please exactly. wear out. It's, it's a walking billboard, isn't it? You can't get yeah. better for wearing your, your designs. And, and especially I'd... wedding dresses, they're, they're iconic. Like, they live forever, don't they? So every time so you must have three. Wants... <laughs> I mean, if they're on the house, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, um, but then but but I then... think that's even not just a Hollywood thing. Now I think it's quite a quite a popular thing for a lot of brides to have at least two outfit changes now. Yeah, it's a good point actually, and it's funny because when did that begin? Well, I think a lot of brides, I think especially back in the... I think you can always age people's weddings. You can tell roughly yeah. what day they was married by dresses. Yes, yeah, 100%. Uh, you, can tell, you can tell an 80s and 90s um, after Kate Middleton. You can see the people that all went there for the lace. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, true. I think probably the big meringue ones would have been a mare to dance in. And also, mm-hmm. imagine trailing around on a dance floor people's Jaeger bombs all on the floor and Stella all up the side and apple sours <laughs> so I think brides probably thought fucking hell we've, we've spent a fortune on this dress A I don't want to ruin it and B I want to wear something that I can slut drop in 
Yeah, totally, totally hear that. And also, I think there's also a bit of a, I've noticed some people I've seen that have been getting married sort of in their sort of late 30s, early 40s, less actual wedding dresses and more sort of like Oscars style dresses, just really beautiful. Like I had a friend who got married in a gold sequin dress, you know what I mean? With the genuinely look like something you'd wear to the Oscars. So there's there's less rules than there used to be, right? About what you can, and lots of people that have said to their bridesmaids, wear whatever you like. Like there's not yeah. even a color scheme, do you know what I mean? Just whatever you're comfortable in. I think that's great. I mean, you can, you can be either, you can either be super like controlling about it, but that makes it sound bad, but you know what I mean? You, you know, you know what you want or you can be totally free and, and it's kind of anyways fine these days. Cause yeah, I think gone are the, I mean, obviously I'd say a, a huge percentage probably still are white or oh, yeah. off white, but as years go on, I mean, you see all colours. You see, like, reds. Mm-hmm. I've seen black wedding dresses, gold mm-hmm. wedding dresses. Um, yeah, but I think the kind of rule book's been thrown out. Um, but Jenny, Jennifer Lopez was not... She was keen to stand by the rules because she had three white wedding dresses. Now, I know the initial reason for people to wear white was because they were virgins. I think the jig is up there. She does have twins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, again, that's, it's her wedding. She can she can do what she likes, right? Absolutely. And I think for for a lot of girls, I think I mean, obviously not generalising that all girls do, but a lot of girls from a very young age in their head know what wedding dress they want. Mm. And I, I think a lot of people's visions are oh, they want that white dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's have it right. We live in different times now. There ain't many people that are virgins until their wedding <laughs> no. you know what I mean a lot very, of people very true. like to buy before they buy um, and I'm not mad at that I mean no. you kind of want to know what you're getting do you know what I mean I mean that that's just me but I was very upset that obviously our invites got lost in the post for that because I would have been quite happy to fly to Georgia and join oh the 150 God, other people um, to go to that wedding but there you go these things happen definitely What's your thoughts on, I see it's been announced that Simon Cowell's um, America's Got Talent's been cancelled. Yeah, so it's not his, so it's not his actual, it's not the big show. It was like a side show that they were doing, which was like mm. um, more extreme ones. I was actually, when I saw the news, I, I actually initially thought it was uh, America's Got Talent. Um, I do wonder if these shows have sort of had their day a bit. The, you know, like we, we were discussing before, I think with Joe McKelvey even last week, like X Factor and things, whether or not they're still big, big shows, big draws, right? You know, like Britain's Got Talent, still massive draw for ITV, but the numbers have dropped in, in recent years. And I don't think you can really get around, around that. All TV shows, no, no one's watching as much linear TV, you know, sort of sit down uh, on a Saturday night TV as much as they used to. Um and I do wonder, it's probably a sign of the times that you can't keep making these shows forever. And I wonder, because there's a rumour that Simon wants to start up a new one um, that's just about magicians. Um, I wonder how much popular appeal that has. But then again, I remember when I was younger, you know, Paul Daniels, had, uh, God rest his soul, had a big uh, uh Saturday night show, you know, where he was doing magic and stuff. So then maybe there oh, is. Oh, yeah, and old Debbie McGee was there. Yeah. Loving life. Glamorous Debbie McGee. Yeah, um, Queens. Yeah. So I wonder, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, do you think they've kind of had their day or do you think there's something in them left still? It's a hard one, isn't it? I definitely think 
if they're to stay, things need to evolve. I think we live in very different times to 20 years ago, just going back to uh, J-Lo. Because um, I guess a lot of them shows were probably around that time, maybe, I don't know how long, BG. It's got to be about 20, in it? And like when you look at the X Factors and all so, that yeah. kind of shows. Mm. Um, well, yeah, and, and like we said, bless him, Darius. So, so that was 20 years ago. I think Pop, pop Idol and Pop yeah, Stars, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely think we're in different times now, but as a whole, do I, what do I think about talent shows? I mean, there's no denying we've seen some incredible talent, which 100%. the likelihood is we never we was never going to see Suzanne Boyle any other way if it wasn't for BGT. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. think certain people go on to these shows and um, go on to have amazing careers. But it is a hard one because... Yeah, TV's changed, and I, and I think the world's changed. And I guess I guess the good thing with like the Got Talent series is that it's not just singers, right? You've got like your musicians and dancers thing. and magicians and pets and you comedy. Get a right next show, I mean, God mm. rest his soul. I think he's passed over now. But little um, Pudsey. Oh yeah, Pudsey? yeah, Pudsey the the dog. Yeah, yeah. Blessing, I met man. him. I met him. I met him did a couple you? of times. Yeah, I did. He was very, very well behaved. When I worked at Star Magazine, he um he was um he came in and I can't remember what it, what was her name? Ashley. Ashley, that was it. She was getting him to do all these tricks and stuff, but I was like trying to interview her. <laughs> it was all just like and can we just sit down for a minute? <laughs> doing the can can <laughs> with the a boa. Yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, but she was really lovely as well. It's funny, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, there's been a lot of lacks over the years that have done really well. Look at like diversity and people like them, you know, they're this is what I mean. So I think for the right act, I mean, like the clues in the top, I guess, with these shows, if someone's got talent, mm. um, showbiz land is big enough. And what a, what a platform and a stage to, to showcase that. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think maybe, like you said, the fact it is diverse in the acts are different. Because, I mean, there is no Garrett talking to dogs, can hear my little baby girl. Okay. <laughs> She uh she ain't won me quarter of a million pounds yet. Oh, maybe I'll get her on BGT. I'll be like, dance, baby girl, dance. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to call Ashley up and see if she can train her. Yeah, um, good idea. But, I mean, there was no guarantee. I'm trying to think. Was they called One True Voice, the band that went up against Girls Aloud when they yep. were trying to get the Christmas number one? I mean, bless them never went on to have the success obviously that Girls Aloud had and that was even a show of its time so even though there was a show that was going out to that many millions of people back then mm. um, unless people was truly invested I mean Girls Aloud went on to have the most am- amazing career didn't they? Yeah yeah totally true yeah there's no there's really no there wasn't even really a guarantee that Girls Aloud would have been successful do you know no. what I mean there's just so yeah I mean I guess it's a big gamble to put yourself in in the hands of like uh, as we've talked quite often about TV editors who may edit you in a certain way you're not you're not happy with um and that's a gamble that people are probably less and less willing to take now when they've got platforms of their own I mean look at Sam Ryder who um who represented the UK at Eurovision he made his name on TikTok um, and yeah. that was that's really entirely on his terms, you know. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to be said for it. I I wonder if those days are gone. Well, I guess I guess well we've 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 lost X Factor, we've lost this America's Got Talent sideshow. So, 
yeah, maybe maybe it's a different time now. We can, I, I can talk about this or not because I find it fascinating. But we do have our first guest, Rachel Lugo, here. So let's get her in. Fair. Here she is. We're both in bed, Rach. <laughs> I spend all my time in bed if I can. Wow. How are you, Rach? Good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. It's lovely to see and speak to you. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I don't feel get very glamorous today. I've had all my hair taken out. Um, Nick's whisking me off to Italy on Friday, so I thought might as well, you know, oh, okay. have it out so I can swim in the sea and everything. You look very glamorous, though. I don't feel it, but thank you. You. Look, you look flawless, babe. You look flawless. Oh, I bet you can't wait for a bit of Italy. I've never been. Whereabouts are you going? We're flying to Pisa. We're having a day in Pisa, and then we're going to a vineyard for a night, and then we're going to the Amalfi Coast. Oh, oh, I am jealous. <laughs> he's planned it all. I've no idea where we're going or where we're staying. He's planned it all. Goals. He ain't got a brother, has he, Rach? <laughs> he has, but he's taken. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so talk to him. I've got to ask you about the new series. Obviously, it's just started, isn't it? It's just got just gone Episode live. Episode one's already aired, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good this season. We're all buzzing about it. It's just got a different feel to it. It's so, so, so good. And I think... As well, we've been abroad and COVID stopped us going away for three seasons. And although we had trips, it just not the same as when we all got on a flight. We've got the sun and we're just there, just there to our own devices. So what feels <laughs> different about this one? I feel we've got like different producers, which has got a bit of a different take on it. And um, mm. they they grab us um, when we're not looking or when we think maybe we're not on camera <laughs> it, it, now it's it's literally access all areas if you've said it chances are <laughs> and it's juicy <laughs> there's no way out of it I mean there never was anyway but you know what I mean there were certain times where you you knew you were kind of like down and not you know not part of anything um but it's good though it's got a more natural feel to it I was going to say, because the, the few times I've done a cameo on your show, I always found it very, very real, for, especially for a reality TV show, because there was never, never was going, oh, you're going into a scene. The cameras were literally just picking up what was going on. Whereas yeah, they do. They, they, shows, you're they, going into a scene and you're kind of being produced. Oh, yeah, in no, they, they follow us all the time. There's always things going on. So, you know, they do, they are everywhere. Like, I always yeah. go to them, always watching, always watching. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you like the fresh blood in the new production? Yeah, I do. I think it's really good. But it's funny, though, because when we do the interview, the, the interviews in the chair, like our confessionals, there's a lot of time we'll say something and then we'll, under our breath, say something else. Well, that can all be used now. Like, <laughs> I, and... You know, we can be quite bitchy at times that we may no. not necessarily want it all to be heard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm excited for it. I'm so excited. You know, I'm it's such good. a huge fan of the show. Can you give us any spoilers, Rach? I mean, I think I, I think a lot of you kind of know. Well, there's no spoiler. Uh, is she in yet at this point? We have a new housewife. And um, how she settled in. It was interesting. <laughs> it always is when new people come into the show, though, right? There's always something. Well, no, hers was interesting because she couldn't understand why we why we were all like, oh, my God, Lauren lived with him for like three years. You know, they were together. And to us, that was a completely new thing. We've never had that. We're yeah, could children. you explain it? Could you explain it a bit more to anyone that hasn't seen it or doesn't know? OK, yes. So uh, Katie is our newest housewife. Mm -hmm. And... Um, 
her husband, uh, Lauren, used to date and live with in her younger years. And it's a long time ago. It is. But we are big kids that are just like, oh my God, really? Like, oh, so you've seen his and you've done that. With him. <laughs> and she was like, this is ridiculous. Yes, it was ridiculous. But to us, I mean, we just, we, it was like fodder to us. <laughs> and has he done any cameos? I'm guessing He's, they've got, they've got a scene or an event, surely, where they, they bump in and they've got something, haven't they? He's on it quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and did the, the two of them have a conversation about yesteryear uh, and their past relationship? And how's that now between the girls? Is it awkward or have they become friendly? Oh, uh, you you will have to watch to see that play out. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> but there have also been some people that have left, hasn't there, haven't they? Um, um, uh, yes, yeah, we... Um, Has that yeah. made a bit, for a bit of a different atmosphere as well? Um... Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, obviously, it, 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 I miss the girls when they leave because you, you're you not just filming with them. They're your friends. Mm. You know, you do a lot. You make a lot of memories together. Um, but also when you have got new people coming in, your mind is then kind of taken away from that and you've got to get straight into, oh, my God, who is this girl? Like, do I have to be cautious? Do I have to watch myself? Is she nice? Do I get on with her? And actually, me and Katie really gelled. Um, I, I really liked her. But obviously, there was a... There was my loyalty lies with Lauren, um, yeah. and she was upset. And yeah, you just have to watch. <laughs> Does Lauren know pre-filming? I know a, a lot of shows. You, you never know who's joining generally, do you? No, 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 we like, have no idea. It, so it was never leaked to you. So the first Lauren sees of Katie, did she know from the back that they they're now married? Or did she have to find yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they, they all still know of each other. You'll have more of an understanding of how it kind of the um, the dynamics are. It's all kind of explained. But as we are, we are never told who's coming into the show. And I think they love the look on our face going, are you <laughs> actually joking me? Um, yeah, so no, they're not going to tell us. No, because, yeah, they want the natural reactions. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I bet... Lauren uh, face when she walked in because she oh. was obviously to know what was going to come. She obviously knows he's going to end up filming. Yeah, yeah, but there's more to it than that. There's more. There's more reasons for oh. that than that. <laughs> this sounds about... like it's going to be an amazing series. Yeah. What about your storyline in this series? What can we expect from from you? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's more of me and Nick because. The, we we show a lot of the difficulties of a blended family, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting for people to see because people have seen the you know I was married and then they saw they watched the whole breakdown of that um and then they actually saw Nick um ask me to go on our first holiday on the show and they kind of watched our relationship grow but with that is the complications of uh he's a single parent to his two children I'm I'm pretty much a single parent to my five children and how do we all come together? And hard, really hard. It's hard. And, and even as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to overstep the mark as far as um, obviously Nick's widows. And I'm, mm. I'm not very good anyway at, at putting myself out there and putting myself forward and going, hi, what can I do? You know, I stand back. And if I'm, if I'm asked 
I'll do something. So I just feel like um, I'm maybe a little bit distanced from his children. And that's purely because I don't know where the line is. I don't want to overstep the mark of, mm. you know, of, I don't know, that they're not looking for, they're not looking for a, a mom, mm. you know, so I, is, do I play friend or do, I don't know. Uh, so you kind of see that. And then obviously you see my whole life changing because of, you know, my daughter is pregnant. Yeah, I was going to say congratulations. That must be wild. How do you feel about it? I mean, it, it happened sooner than I thought. <laughs> um, and yeah, you see a lot of me talking to Sophia, as any mother would, you know, the, the worries about what life faces. But then also the, you know, any child is a blessing. It's a gift. And we are where we are. And, you know, let's come together. I, I can't I can't hug Hannah when she announced it to me and say, it's okay, don't worry, it's going to be okay, and then not do the same to my daughter. Have you had the conversation yet, what you want to be called? Are you Nan? I can't see you as a gran. Or are you grandma? I completely agree with... So my mum was given the option of granny or nana. She had the first option, and she chose granny. And I have to say, I was like, what? You're just <laughs> granny. Like, it's knitting with a ball of wool and a, and a blue Yeah, it automatically adds 90 years, doesn't it? So there was no chance I was, there was no chance I was going to be called granny. But I'm also not one of those where I want them to call me Rach or, you know, yeah. I, I'm a, my children still call their aunties Auntie Kay, Auntie Nikki, you know, mm. and they're yeah. in their 20s. So I am going to be a nana. No, I, yeah, that's nice. I think nana better than gran. Well, not better, because yeah. people that are called grand, that's lovely. I mean, for I'm not being me. Do I look like a grand? <laughs> no, you completely don't. No. I was just thinking, so I, I don't think, I can't, I think she's got a name, I think they call her lovely. I was just thinking of what Chris Jenner's, all her grandkids call her. Uh, she's definitely not a gram. But I think they call her lovey or something. Because that's the thing yeah. now. People want... I don't want that. I don't want that. No. I am what I am. I'm a mummy. That is nice. I'm yeah, well, I love that. When's she yeah. due, right? January 11th. How exciting. So, yeah. so she's about, so she's probably about halfway through now then, is she? She had her, she had her 20 week scan today. Ah, okay. Yeah. God, how is she feeling? She's okay, actually. Excited, you know. Um, yeah, she, she has ups and downs, worries and whatever else. But, you know, I'm here for her. Does she know what she's having? Little girl. Oh, oh, congrats, guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, is no, she already so, sitting so, there deciding so, names? Is she already sitting there deciding names? She's already got a name. I can't say. Love that. She's organised. Yeah, that yeah. is really organised. <laughs> 20 yeah. weeks, wow. <laughs> Girl after me own up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you, you mentioned uh, the foreign trip that you went on on the show. Where was it you yeah. went? We went to Malta. I was I went there last summer. It's so nice, isn't it? It's, it's, it's so beautiful. I mean, I hadn't been there for nearly 30 years. Mm. It's my third time there. Um, but yeah, it was very different to when I went the first time. I had no money. I was a tour guide, actually, for old age pensioners on a bus around Malta. Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, I love that. Actually, I you might, you. you might, you might get to see a little bit of me recreating that. Amazing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful like, place, isn't it? But I imagine you brought some drama. I mean, well. to be fair, there was an awful lot of drama going on. Somebody has got to kind of be a little bit of the grown-up. And um, Party Rach came out in Malta. Me and me and another um, 
another housewife. We went partying after hours. We had a lot of fun. Love that. Right, what does Nick make of the whole crazy world of reality TV? I mean, I guess he doesn't know any different because you was on the show when you met, but has he kind of adapted and accepted it? Yeah, I think he's still surprised when he gets um, recognised. You know, he's just been away with the kids by himself and on the plane and the resort, he still thinks it's a little bit like, what? How? Like, I'm like, well, you've not been funny. You've been on the TV for nearly two years. So, yeah. Um, but there's some things I think he gets annoyed that uh, next episode, uh, there was something that I said that he was not happy with at all. Um, but I've got to speak from the heart and you're, the cameras are watching me speak to my girlfriends about things. And if you ever put a guy, a fly on the wall, listening to a conversation between women, there's going to be things they're not happy about, but it's me talking from the heart. And I, I can't help that. You know, I can't, I've got to say it as it is, otherwise I'm not being true to myself or the show. Of course. And if you worked in a bank or a supermarket, them conversations would happen. It's yeah, just that happen. your job is on TV and there's cameras there. So there's it's a lot of things that we wouldn't want people to hear that we say, even when we have a rant about someone, you know, yeah. but unfortunately for us, when that happens when we're mic'd on camera, it does get out there, which is why there's always so much drama because we're quite loose-lipped <laughs> as a group. <laughs> <laughs> and you still love it, Rach, the show. I do. I still love it, honestly. I'm like, I am so lucky to be doing this. I mean, the trip away, we've got private jets, we've got yachts, we've like it's I mean it's it's insane. It's just it's just brilliant. I do, I love it. And I love hanging out with girls. I'm a real girls girl. You know, stick me in a group of girls and I'm I'm absolutely fine. Guys, not so much. I think they're pretty alien, but um not no, you know, not I, it's the convent school education in me. I just, you know, I'm much more comfortable around girls. And you know I love a reunion. I mean, it, it's one of my favourite parts. Yeah. What's the situation? Because obviously the more dramatic a series, obviously the more dramatic the, the reunion. Yes. When is yeah. yours planned? Because you, your, are you still currently filming or is that whole series in the can now? Uh, yeah, we, we're all done. We're, we are all done this season. Um, so how long have you got we've, till reunion? We've done the reunion. Oh, and how is that? Oh, my God. It's always so funny because, like, everyone, everyone's just on edge waiting for, waiting for some issue that they've had be brought back up. And it's trying to it's trying to stop it from kicking off so much in the first part that we have no second, third, and fourth part. <laughs> <laughs> because if yeah. someone gets up and walks off, you're like, no, come back. We've got three more parts. Do you mind that side of it, like all the arguments and stuff? Because I don't so, know. So when I first joined the show, um, I had to push myself out of my comfort zone to be confrontational. Mm. It's not something that comes naturally to me. But I am so happy that I am now able to do that because when you've spoken your mind, you feel much happier as a person. Mm. You know, you're doing less bitching behind people's back and you actually say, no, you're out of order. So whereas I used to get very worked up and anxious, now I'm like, bring it to me. If I've said it, I'll own it, maybe. You know, just bring it to me and I'll deal with it. There is, there is nothing I can't deal with. I might lose it. I might start screaming. But, you know, just bring it to me. So because you've already filmed the reunion and Ep1's only gone out, how have they sent you the whole series to watch? Because I guess you girls, you need to know everything that's been said about you so you can go in there. 
knowing who you're going for, what's going to come your way? Because you, you kind of you've got to be a bit prepared for a reunion. If you've had well, a bit because, of a sticky season, you know you're in for it, don't you? Because there's there's scenes that we're not all involved in, so there are things that are said that we don't necessarily know, and you know. So yes, we 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 do get to watch. We didn't watch all of it. Um, but we watched the majority of it. So we kind of were a bit like, oh, I heard what you said, you know. Um, but this was this was one of the issues why Lister and I fell out so badly last season. She watched something because we, we were airing as we were filming and mm. she yes. watched something way back. We're on like 10. She watched something from one or two and went, that Lister got me. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but you know, how <laughs> How much sense it made to the viewer, I'm not sure because, but we, you know, it's because she watched it's something. Eight, eight episodes before, so in yeah. timeline-wise, it doesn't make sense to carry on going into F11. Well, no, it, <laughs> it kind of did because they had watched it. She'd watched it as they'd watched it, but her reaction was so far off. Ah, uh, yes, so of course, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You, because obviously you're a season pro now, Roach, <laughs> do you know when you turn up to a reunion, when you're told who's sitting where on the sofa, can you work out, right, you're in for a naughty reunion? <laughs> there's always so, any kind of seats and who's separated and who's opposite. Right, so so I'm normally in a, a certain room with certain people and I, I never really think too much about, oh, they're on my sofa. Until this time round, I arrived and I went into my normal room and, you know, I sat down. I was like, hey, girls. And then they were like, Rachel, you're not in this room. And I'm like, wait, but they're my girls. And they're like, no, you're in this room. And it wasn't oh. until about an hour later, I'm like, wait. Penny drop. Wait, is that, is that one sofa? That's, this, I was like, is, that, is this the sofas? <laughs> it must be, so, yeah, wild to know, basically then to know what's coming up. Well, um, well Rachel, where can we catch uh, Real Housewives? So it's on ITVB, 9pm on a Monday. If you miss any episodes, you can catch up on The Hub. Uh, but don't miss it because there's something very exciting coming at the end of the year and you need to be fully up to date. Ooh, okay, Sorry. dead exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. Thank and, you, uh, guys. No problem. Take care of yourselves. It's nice chatting. Thanks, Rach. You too. Enjoy it, Tilly. Love to the phone. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, you Dolly. Too. Bye. 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 Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's, I mean, The Real Housewives, because you've been on it, haven't you? Yeah, but I've done a few cameos on there. So um, I'm intrigued to see how this series pans out because, as I was saying, it, I because I've turned around a few times, and I'm like, I what we're filming up because you just kind of you obviously you've got your mic on, you go into they're legit just got cameras all around, and they're filming everything. Yeah, so right, right. Now saying no holes barred, everything's game on. I already felt like everything was game <laughs> on. But what clearly I know, not, so, clearly not, yeah. Clearly geez. not. So gonna that's have... going to make for uh, an interesting watch. Yeah, mm. definitely. Well, can't wait to see it. Um, our, our second and final guest, uh, Ginny Lemon, is here. So let's get him in. Hello. Hello. Hiya, Babs. Ginny, Hello, how are you doing? Babe. Yeah, I'm good. How was you? Gorge. Oh, I want to, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fully loving the absolute, obviously, we know you're you're fully into the yellow, but that wardrobe behind you, that is impressive. <laughs> that takes this? some work. What this? I know it looks like my teeth, doesn't it? Just a set of yellow <laughs> things. That is a fab lemon palette there, all lined yeah, up. Absolutely gorgeous. I want to say um, uh, congrats because it's been quite the 
like month for you, really, isn't it? Oh, I've been all over the shop this month, haven't I? I've been yeah. everywhere. It's been very good. I've been feel very, very blessed. Tell us about the Commonwealth Games, because that just seems like was such an incredible opportunity. Uh, it was amazing. You know, I think it was one of the best things I've ever done. Um, kind How of... did it come about? Uh, well, I was contacted by the director and um, Iqbal Khan and one of the producers. And they basically were kind of selling the idea to me. And I was like, OK, OK. Um, but it wasn't until they said, oh, and you'll be coming down on a giant lemon hot air balloon. <laughs> that I was like, OK, then now I'm in. Now you've sold me, you know. <laughs> Where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. Where do I put the X? Where do I put the potato print <laughs> does it take do you have to do a lot of rehearsing for stuff something like that or is it something you just have to kind of i, no, I don't really was, know how it works it was lots and lots of rehearsals i think we had about i think i had about i mean with recording and writing sessions and all that sort of thing, i think had about 15 sessions in total so wow. it was a lot a lot of work and i mean the most amazing thing about the commonwealth games is that all of the volunteers throughout the west midlands that kind of gave up their time um, so it wouldn't have been possible for those really dedicated people of the Midlands who love it so much and are so proud from being from here. Mm. Um, that's why the, it was such a success, really. Gel, I want to be. I want to do it one time. I had, I had friends that were in the Olympics 2012, and they were like obsessed afterwards. Like, because once yeah. you know what goes on behind the scenes, it's like a completely different ball game, isn't it? Oh yeah, completely. And I think technically it makes me an athlete, right? <laughs> yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Yeah. Put that on the TV. Hot yeah. air balloon. The next, the new, the new competition. <laughs> in the, uh... Exactly. Exactly. Mo Farah who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've also got a new album out as well. I have, yeah, Tonic, which was released a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's kind of my, it, it, it is what it says in on the tin, you know, it's my tonic. And the way I de, um, decided to administer this tonic was through your ears. So um, okay. I'm kind of letting the tonic work, you know, after the, for the two years, the past couple of years that we've had, and it's all been very shocking for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of my healing process, part of my healing process. As soon as I stepped off that, um, uh, what do you call it? The runway? Yeah, runway in that year. Um, <laughs> it's been so long. Um, as soon as I stepped off that, I just started writing this album, you know, and then lockdown happened and then, you know, God knows what else happened. So it really is my tonic. So did you find that quite a cathartic process by putting like pen to paper and writing lyrics and things and kind of emotionally yeah. offloading? Yeah, that's the way I tend to deal with most things. Is I tend to emotionally, if I've got something which I can't quite pinpoint, I try and put it in a song. It's always been my kind of therapy, really. And performance and performance art has always been my therapy. But it's only uh, been recently that <laughs> people pay me to do that. <laughs> well, and also, obviously, you know, you kind of hinted at it, but like you came off of Drag Race and it was basically the lockdowns happened, right? So yeah, we, it was went, like... we went straight into lockdown. I basically had my big break <laughs> sat in the front room. And, you know, and it was, again, another year until we were we were free, really, because it aired in the in the, uh, January of 2001, mm. was it, I think? Or oh, I can't remember. Yeah, um, right. About a year ago now. And um, and then I would, yeah, I was, so the only time I kind of got to feel the benefits of my fame was uh, going to uh, the supermarket. And when I was allowed out, you know, well, that 20 minutes you were allowed to walk. <laughs> yeah, when you were standing in the queue outside Tesco. <laughs> yeah, it was a mask on, you know, cowering. <laughs> Petrified, I was going to die. <laughs> but, but so, but you've managed to obviously um, get back out there, do yeah. lot, do performances, and and get back out of the bars and and perform and stuff. How's that been? 
it's been amazing you know i i was very a prolific live performer before drag race the lockdown mm. for me it was so hard because um not only was i not performing i was also then judged on a different level you know i was mm. there, oh, a, a, a woo girl or whatever um so it was kind of like oh just get me out there but as soon as the gigs could happen i was out and i haven't stopped since basically i've just been <laughs> here there and everywhere and i as i said before i just feel so blessed and lucky and I can get out there and, and keep performing. And, and I've done such amazing shows as well. It's been great. You've been... And the thing as well, like you say, although obviously as it was going out and you were just stuck in the front room, taking a benefit from that is that so many people watch that show that might not yeah. have just been binging TV. So in, not that you'd wish a global pandemic on the world. But <laughs> so that you could become more famous. For viewing figures, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? In a way, it's kind of by the, now the fact people can get out and about yeah. it and people haven't been able to see people, the, the need in the first is there more than ever. Yeah, I think they're gagging to kind of... I mean, season two of Drag Race was, from what people say to me, is probably one of the most beloved dra Drag Race seasons ever. So um, it wasn't really until I... You know, now and when we did the season two tour at the beginning of the year is like kind of feel that energy and get that en energy back and people tell you know how much they loved it and then that kind of put everything into perspective for me because you know I was just sat at home being pissed off miserable and whinging about everything and probably saying things I shouldn't have said about the BBC or RuPaul. Well, this is what I was going to ask you about. Do you, do you have, I mean, because everyone comes off of, of not just Drag Race, but really any reality show and has will have opinions and thoughts about what happened to you, but you were quite vocal and about what you thought about the show and the process and stuff. How do you feel about what you said now? Do you, do you have any regrets or are you pleased you said it? I mean, I have regrets because I didn't get as much work as some of the other girls because I was too honest, blabbing me mouth. <laughs> Um, so I suppose if I'd have just been a bit faker and played the game a bit more, I'd be a lot more successful, but then I wouldn't be true to myself, would I? So, um, but success is also relative because then not everyone got to do the Commonwealth Games or get yeah, to well, release an you know, album, you know. If, so. I'd, if I'd have, you know, shut my mouth a bit more, maybe my bank balance would be a bit better. And I'd get a <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> I'd hustle, you know, when they're like, oh, look, it's the Drag Race Girl. And it's usually, you know, Tia or Lawrence or something like that. Maybe I would have got a few of those gigs. Um, so yeah, I kind of, yes and no. I think I wish I was, I wish I, would, I was in a better situation, but because of lockdown and because of how it all went, I think I, my anger was slightly misplaced, but also I was just being honest about my experience. And if you mm. can't handle me being honest, then go fuck yourself. Like who cares? Um, and and also, when you put your bed on the pillar at night, being able to speak your truth and yeah. be honest, that that's important, do you know what yeah. I mean? So never question thinking, oh, if I'd have been faker or shut my mouth, because actually I think people appreciate people being more authentic more than mm. someone telling bullshit lies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. I think people do, um, but I don't think <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> studios do. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a it's a complicated one, isn't it? And I think and yeah. and, and and drag race obviously has complicated history with with a lot of that with with all over the world. You know, people who've who've had different experiences and come out of it probably not how they wanted or or and I you know my biggest downfall was kind of getting involved too much. You know, I didn't really watch mm. it beforehand. I went on it and then I had an opinion on it. Um, but really, I should have just complained, just been like, yeah, done it, done now, lovely, and <laughs> carried on. You know, but. I had two years of 
you know, a year of being like, oh God, is this thing even going to, is it worth it? I've spent all my mm. life savings on this. I've, um, you know, am I going to get a really, am I, are they going to sister sister me and really bad edit me? Or are they going to, you know, give me a, but in the end, I think they didn't really do me a dirty. I think I was just um, a bit of a miserable bitch, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in allowed. terms of editing, uh, do you kind of feel that you wasn't done too bad? No, I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't think the editing was too bad. I, th- I uh, But you have, when you watch yourself on tele, I've only watched the show once and I watched it when it aired. Um, so I've never seen it since. I don't know kind of what happened since then. And my initial reaction was like, oh my God. Because all I saw myself was crying and talking about being non-binary. And that's not what I went on there to do. I went on there to make people laugh, to be yeah. outrageous and to have a great time. Um, and then I just, you know, cried and then walked off and got known as like, the biggest quitter ever. So I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think that that's how it came across to most people. And also talking about like non-binary stuff it's actually like a lot of people they won't know the stuff and you actually sort of that that what what even the word means so you would have at least bought the bought attention to it and stuff it was the first time on british tv or on on tv in the world to my knowledge that um two non-binary people were talking to each other what it's like to be non-binary so Mm. the representation was uh kind of great for so many other people and you should be proud of that I'm incredibly proud of that. And it's probably one of the shining lights out of, out of being on that. However, I would have liked to have also just been known for like being, having a great time and regardless of any labels, you know? Just yeah, yeah, like, that's oh, true. fucking fun and fabulous. And because I don't like labels. I don't like to be labeled. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm proud to be non-binary, but you don't, but then that's it then, isn't it? People just know me as like, oh, non-binary drag queen. And I'm There's like, more to you, you mean? There's, it's, yeah. it's not just one facet, it's just one facet of your personality. Exactly, you? exactly. Does it put um, you off watching it? Like, did you watch season three? Are you, or were you pretty much no, like, was, done with it? No, no, that hasn't put me off. I mean, um, I'm really looking... Oh, I'm going to be careful what I say, haven't I? But I'm really looking forward to season four because of um, a lot of my friends are on that show. Um, and a lot of people that I've worked with. But obviously season three, it was a bunch of unknowns at the time. Um, I only knew Scarlett from serving double vodka Cokes at the Admiral Duncan. And I knew um, <laughs> Victoria Scon from, from working with her. So I only knew those two, really. Um, so I was like, well, I, I can't be asked to watch it. It was a bit PTSD. It was a bit too soon. And mm. you know, it came out very quick after hours. Um, and I heard those horror stories as well. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, but I'm really quite excited for season four because I said like a, quite a few established um, and there's more of a diverse kind of um, range of drag on there. So I'm quite excited for that one and I will watch it. But no, I didn't watch the other one, couldn't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you've got, uh, you had the Cobbworth Games, you've got album um, and you're also going on tour, I believe, right? Yes, yes, me and sister, I've got a tour. I'm kind of putting up with her again. I don't know why we keep going God on. God say, why are you doing this to yourself? I don't know. I seem to be like the one that gives her work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I needed someone to hold my bag on coach trip. Now I need someone to hold my bag while I go on tour. So um, it's, I'm, I'm excited. We've labelled it as the, your two least favourite queens uh, doing the worst drag show you've ever seen. And, oh, uh, wait, sounds fabulous. <laughs> yes, I'm sure we'll sounds be, iconic. I'm sure we'll be very bitter and very hilarious and give you all the, the secrets. Um, but I know sister's a lot more loose-lipped than I am, so... <laughs> That's what people want, babe. Spill that tea. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, my memory's gone now. It was too. I mean, I've done celebrity coach trip now. I can't remember drag race much. No. <laughs> How did you find Coach Trip? Funny enough, I was speaking about that at the top of the show because Stephen's off to Benidorm and that's where our, our one was going to go for the final day. Yeah. I didn't get to the final. Did you um, know? Yellow card, red no, card. I didn't get there. How did you hey, find it? I've still got my yellow cards. <laughs> did you love it? Oh, it, it was the best. It was like a, it was like a real, um, I don't want to say tonic, you know, like my brand new album available now. But it well was done. really like the kind of anti-drag race in a sense of it was completely different. You know, it was a reality TV competition, but the vibe was totally different. So it, it did a lot of like healing for me. And I felt like um, a participant and not a contestant. You know, I kind of got on with the director and we made telly. That's what I was there to do. You know, it's it's reality, but it's all fake. That's <laughs> quite a good way to think of it. Yeah, reality TV. Uh, watching it back, do you feel it was well edited? That are you happy with how how it come across, and did it seem true to true to life from your experience on the coach? Oh, oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. We had a laugh. I mean, yeah. I just remember laughing so so much. And I mean, I mean the stuff they did now, you know. <laughs> and me and Linda. Oh my god, me and Linda Robson. We oh, yeah. oh, love her. She's we're like the two naughtiest kids ever. Like we were so naughty and we were just giggling and laughing. And and I remember the last night, I can't go into too much detail, but the last night we um, celebrated just the two of us um, in, a, in a very particular fashion. Um, oh, and uh, <laughs> and we were crying. on the her, uh, and we were just ripping into everyone, giving all the secrets, all the gossip. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Linda Robson is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. So us two are like the two naughty little kids. I love that. Sat on the balcony tearing everyone a new arse up. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> uh, well, Ginny, thanks so much for, for joining us this evening. Best of luck with the album and the tour and everything you got coming up. It sounds really exciting. Oh, pleasure, Treasure. That was nice and sweet. That was, I think the last time I did this one, I ended up in the fucking Daily Mail for saying God knows what. Did you? <laughs> I don't remember that. What did you say? What? Yeah, what did you say? Oh, it was probably something about RuPaul or Drag Race Garden. Oh, yeah, fab, of course, of course. Is there anything you want to write for the day? <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> RuPaul can lick my arsehole again! <laughs> again! <laughs> she owes Thank me you. a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ginny. Perfect ending. Absolutely perfect. Love that. <laughs> well, have a great day. I'll speak to you soon. You too. You Take too. care, Jim. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Obsessed. Obsessed. I look forward to that article tomorrow morning. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Love it. Uh, wow, what a lovely show. Um, lovely show. Uh, what you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything exciting? Training. So I've got a few training sessions in this week. Trying to get back into the... Um, you know me. Uh, like, like the gym, don't I? Mm-hmm. But um, trying to catch up. Because I missed Monday because it was my birthday. Fair. And I would, I always like to train on a Monday. I think it's just, I have to see it in my head, I think, more than anything, starting the week. Yeah, but I, get you. I, I didn't train Monday. I was um, having porn stars at Selfridges. Gorge. So, martinis, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not actual porn stars. Not actual porn stars. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and, yeah, make ups for that. And then the weekend, well, it's bank holiday weekend, isn't it? So I'm not too it sure. Is. I think the weather's meant to be nice. It's a bit cooler, which I'm not mad at, as long as yeah. it ain't breaking. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe a bit of lunch, maybe a bit of dinner. Um, what about you? Oh, you're back in the boat. 
yeah, back in the boat on Saturday. And uh, then I'm going out Saturday night. I'm going out to a brunch on Sunday afternoon. I've got, I've got quite a bit on this weekend. Busy so um, Yeah, I'm a busy bitch. And uh, that's good because I had my quiet weekend last weekend. And then I always feel like I tend to go a bit too hard on the August bank holiday weekend. And I can already sense that's going to be the case. So It's got to be done. It's got to yeah. be done. With one, it's always the weekend after my birthday. And I kind of think you've got to let your head down a little bit. So uh, Completely I agree. think... And it's the last bank holiday of the year, isn't it? Yeah, until Christmas. So, oh, God, what a scary fault. <laughs> Be here before you know it. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>